Welcome to the Crystal Sparks Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here is Crystal Sparks. Hey, last week um, we talked about John chapter 5, and so this is the second part of that study on John chapter 5. We're going to be in verse 3, and it says, In these lay a great number of sick folks, some blind, some crippled, and some paralyzed, shriveled up, waiting for the bubbling up of the water. For an angel of the Lord went down at appointed seasons into the pool and moved and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after stirring up the water, stepped in was cured of whatever disease with which he was afflicted. And there was a certain man there who had suffered with a deep-seated and lingering disorder for 38 years. When Jesus noticed him laying there helpless, knowing that he had already been there a long time, that in that condition, he said to him, Do you really want to become well? Are you really earnest about getting well? And the invalid said, Sir, I have nobody when the water is moving to put me in the pool. But while I am still trying to come to it myself, somebody else steps down ahead of me. And Jesus said to him, Pick up your bed, your sleeping pad, and walk. And instantly the man became well, recovered his strength, and picked up his bed and walked. And that happened on the Sabbath. Oh my goodness. Okay, this is super good. I love this story. It is one of my favorites, and I love the book of John. And, um, before we jump into this, I want you to see that and to know that there are seven people who was, were healed on the Sabbath. Um, seven, the number seven is for completion. And what I love that is Jesus is totally abolishing that healing and miracles can't happen on the Sabbath. Up until this point, uh, the religious leaders thought that there's no way that miracles could happen. In fact, they thought that it was a, an abomination to God to produce a miracle on the Sabbath. And so seven people being healed throughout the New Testament on a Sabbath is very significant. Um, but what I want you to see here is that these people were waiting for the bubbling up of the water. Whenever you study this out, it actually tells that it was urban myth. In fact, it was never ever sold that this actually happened. In fact, they were doing something by hearsay. They were just believing that they had heard a story that this could happen and so they did it. And I began to think about how many people live their lives around a belief that isn't even founded, right? That they by urban myth or things that they've heard or they were taught one day. And, and if we'll just be honest, this is the whole religion mindset of nobody can get healed, um, that the, the miracles don't happen today, that prophecy has died away. And there's a lot of ideas or beliefs, if you will, that we have built our entire lives upon that have never produced any fruit in our lives, right? But here this man is and all these people are waiting for something that isn't even real. And this makes me so sad, right? Because they're just spending their entire life around a belief system that doesn't even work. And really, truly, it's a picture of religion for this, is they're waiting for something externally to change, something internal. And religion will always say this, that when you change the outside, God will change the inside. But I love this because Jesus did it not in the way they thought it was going to happen, right? He changed him inwardly. And as he changed him inwardly and challenged his thoughts about his circumstance, then all of a sudden, outwardly, he began to change. In my life, the moments of biggest change has happened for me, not when something externally changed, but when I began to change internally about my beliefs and my thoughts and and the things that are the drivers for my decisions, then everything in my life begins to change. 
so here they are and they are waiting for something to happen and I love that uh, Jesus shows up and completely turns everything upside down there's three things I want to show you out of this number one a victim mentality will never lead to a victorious life a victim mentality will never lead to a victorious life do you hear this man when Jesus began to ask him do you want to really be made well he begins to give all the reasons why that it's not going to work out and why it's never worked out. Isn't it interesting that in our lives that we have where we want to be, right? And we have where we currently are. And in between where we want to be and where we currently are, are excuses. They're excuses of why it won't work for us. The truth is we all know the steps that we need to take to get us to financial freedom, but we don't want to live on a budget and we don't want to reduce our lifestyle of living, right? We all know that if we work out more and eat less, we'll be able to lose the weight that we want. But in between all of that is excuses of why we can't work out and why we can't eat better, right? But here's the thing is that a victim mentality will never lead to a victorious life. And most of the time what we're doing is is we have these lack of results and the lack of results cause us to justify where we are because we'd rather live in a condition that we're comfortable with than to challenge ourselves and to get uncomfortable, right? And change the things that we want. I found this, that everybody wants things to get better, but nobody wants things to change. And things don't change unless, uh, things don't get better unless you're willing to change. And here this man is, is talking about the people who've left him, the things that haven't worked out. And I just want to tell you that God's miracle, God's next, is not in the people who left and the things that didn't work out. God's next is in the word that he's giving you right now. But a victim mentality will say that life is happening to me. And so because all these things happen to me, I can't help where I currently am. And the truth is that that's that's not the truth. Like when you have Jesus, you have everything you need. He's sitting here saying all the people that left him for the reason that he is where he is. And I'll just say this side note, there comes a time in your life where you have to move past the hurt that has happened to you. You have to begin to decide, yes, these things happen. Yes, my childhood was hard, but I refuse to live the next 30 years based on what happened in the first 18. I refuse to base everything else off of what happened in my past. And so I'll just tell you that in in our lives, a victim mentality is always praying about the problem, but a victor mentality is praying the solution. And if you find yourself always talking about the problem, always talking about the reasons why you're not where you want to be, then you you've got a victim mentality. And this man did too, but God began to change it, right? Number two, God wants to give you new victories in old battlegrounds. God wants to give you a new victory in an old battleground. In the place that it seemed like was his biggest disappointment, in the place that it seemed like nothing was working out, Jesus gave him a brand new victory. You know, I want to tell you that in God, every day is a brand new day. Every day is a great day to begin to believe and for bigger and to begin to say, you know, what? God, I thank you that today's a new day full of fresh mercy, full of fresh possibilities. And God, I declare today that you're going to do something great. You know what? Victims blame, but overcomers believe. Stop telling God how big your problem is and start telling your problem how big your God is, right? Because God wants to bring a new victory in the old battleground. No matter how long you've had it, God can heal it. You know, I think it's interesting that it says that the man had a deep-seated and lingering 
hearing disorder. It doesn't tell us what it is. It doesn't even give us the diagnosis. And a lot of times I hear people talk about that and they ask why. Here's the reason why. I believe the reason why is because God's greater than any diagnosis. He's greater than any circumstance. And he's wanting us to know that it doesn't matter if it's been 38 years or maybe for you it's been six months that God wants to give you a new victory and an old battleground. Number three, I want to tell you this, that one word from God can change everything. God announcing one word over your life can completely revolutionize your whole situation. In fact, in Luke 15, 18, it says that the story of the prodigal son, and it says that he said to himself, I will rise and I will go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I love in Isaiah 60, one through three, it says, arise from your spiritual depression into a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the brilliance of the Lord for your light has come and the glory and the brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. I love this so much because here God is talking about every single time he used the words arise. Here's the thing is that our problems, our circumstances, the things that the enemy sends our way, when we've been believing for something, the enemy wants us to get into a low place. But the truth is that God wanting us to rise up to the new levels that we're called to be. One word from God can change everything. See, the man didn't need the bubbling up of the water. He didn't need an angel of the Lord. All he needed is one word from God. Friend, let me tell you that the greatest battle in your life is going to happen every single morning. In fact, Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. In Ephesians, it tells us about the armor of God. And one of the things that it tells us about is the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit there, which it says is the word of God. That word is the word rhema. The word of God is the rhema word. There is in the Bible, there's the logos word and there's the rhema word. The logos word is the written word of God. The rhema word is the God spoken to us word. It's when God tells us something, he whispers something to our heart. And that is the sword of the spirit. You know, I want to tell you, I think a lot of Christians today aren't seeing the victories. They're not able to rise to the new places that God has for them because they haven't had God say anything to them. And I will just say that a God spoken to you word isn't about a podcast. It's not about church attendance. It's about you getting before God in the presence of the Lord and saying, God, what are you speaking to me today? You know, recently in my prayer time, the Lord told me this. He said, Crystal, faith is easy when you know you're loved. And what that was, it wasn't a logos word, right? It wasn't a scripture chapter and verse. It was a rhema word. And so this week I've had some stretching time, some times to believe. But the way that we conquer the enemy is through the sword of the spirit, right? Through the rhema word. So I go back to the last thing that God says. Why? Because when God wants to change your life, he will use a word. Every single time that God did something big from Genesis to revelation. It was through his word. And every single time the enemy wanted them to be defeated, what did he do? He began to silence the words. In fact, in first Samuel, it talks about how um, the word of the Lord was scarce in those days. And because of that, the people's hearts had turned from God. And think about in Genesis, whenever Adam and Eve sinned, the first thing they did is when they heard the word, they hid. See, the enemy will always want to separate you from the word of God. Why? Because he knows that one word from God can change everything. Everything. And this man had been believing for 38 years. He 
had been camped around a belief system that didn't work. And yet in one moment, Jesus came and he changed everything with a single word. And I want to tell you that the same is true in your life. Jesus said it. If you seek him first, all these things will be added unto you. So what's all your things? What are you believing for? I want to tell you a moment in God's presence can change it all. So, hey, I hope you got something out of that. My hope is that every single podcast every week is just helping you grow and go to the next level. If you'll do me a favor, hit the subscribe button. If you haven't done so already, uh, can you leave a review? Every review helps us just be able to expand our reach and get more people um, over here knowing about what God is doing. And so every single time you share and every single time that you are helping us out, I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, um, every share on social media that you guys tag me in uh, to everything that you're doing, it just really means a lot to me. So to all my podcast listeners, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for listening and let's do something awesome for God this week.